Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. Let's get clear on what it really means to take responsibility and how this is different than blame. Because when we get stuck in the blame game, not only is it so harmful for our own self-esteem and our own morale, but it also puts us in this weird combative place where we're trying to figure out if we are the ones that are wrong or if someone else is, and regardless of who is responsible in the situation. When we focus on blame as opposed to responsibility, we make it personal and we can get really attached to what's said and we can start to feel like our value as an individual is in question, not making it about the actual issue of what's going on. Things get too personal and they can almost become disempowering because when we're focusing on responsibility from a place that is blame-led, We trap ourselves into trying to figure out a solution to our own self-worth issues as opposed to understanding that we are always in worth. We always have worth. We always are whole. There's nothing to fix and there's nothing for us to fix in anyone else for them to become whole. So we lose sight of the real problem at hand. We, we when, in, when we're in blame, we make it about something being wrong with us or with others intrinsically, as opposed to making it about the situation itself and what to change in the situation. So we need to stop making things so personal. And I get that we are humans and it's human nature to want to connect. And sometimes we misplace that by trying to own things that aren't ours to own and try to attach to things that aren't really meant for us to attach to. And that's what leads us to such self-destruction when we point fingers at ourselves from a place of blame. So that is what we are all about today is getting out of this blame game and into true self-responsibility that is actually helpful and empowering. And really the core message is that Responsibility and blame are not the same thing. Knowing this frees us from the shame that can come when the word responsibility is thrown around, and this will help us actually respond to what's going on in a helpful way. By the end of this episode, you will know how to get out of blame and into empowered action as you take responsibility for your life. And we'll do that by first defining the difference between responsibility and blame, And then we'll talk about what responsibility is versus what it isn't. And we'll end with showing you how to shift your behaviors to make them based on these distinctions so that you truly are responding from a place that is helpful, that is empowering, that is about being responsible and not being in the blame game. That is what we're doing today. And before we do the specific content, We are doing our work when, and today's win is more of a personal note for one of my clients who I've been working with for a while now. And this client, we've been working a lot on 
how to know what you want. And for a while, he was telling himself that he didn't know what he wanted. And he was carrying this weight around as if it was this problem, as if something was wrong with him for not knowing what he wanted. And this week, he realized the reason that he had been feeling that way is because he'd been layering on so much pressure on himself because of the judgments he was experiencing from others. And what happened this week is he was actually in this opportunity where all of his family was away and he had some time by himself to just being in his in his own energy. And being in his own energy, he realized how free he felt and he didn't feel the weight of judgment from others on him and he didn't feel like he had to show up in a certain way for them. And what that allowed him to do was to reconnect with himself, to remember who he was and what he wanted and what he valued. He came to some conclusions about what he wanted next for his relationships and for how he wanted to show up from a communication standpoint in those relationships. He got clear on that, and he's set and ready to go ahead and take action on those steps. And for those of you listening, if you're feeling stuck, like you don't know what you want, I invite you to take a step back and and consider the fact that that it might not be about you. It might be that you're in an environment in which the energy has a lot of pressure to it. And while we do not have to be victims of our environment, we can still remember that we live in an energetic world where we are influencing the surroundings that we're in and the surroundings around us have an impact on us as well. So if you're in an environment with an energy that does feel judging, instead of blaming yourself for not being able to think clearly, Take an opportunity to say, okay, I feel pressured. That is how I feel. What can I do to give myself the space to get clear on what I do want? If I stop making this my problem or my fault, how could I help myself through this? And for for this client, it was giving himself some space alone to come to some realizations for him without being bogged down by his surrounding environment. I invite you listening to give yourself the same opportunity, to ask yourself the same question, and to give yourself the chance to hear from you without feeling compelled to show up for others. Take a moment, find a space, where you can just be with you and hear yourself because your answers are there. The wisdom within is accessible. Sometimes the pressures around us make it hard to hear it, but it's always there. Find a way to help yourself hear it. And sometimes that means changing your surroundings, changing your environment so you have the space to listen deeply within. And let's now segue into our content. This relates beautifully, actually, because a lot of what I just shared with you was this idea of this client had been blaming himself for not hearing himself. But instead, when he shifted into responsibility, which was about, okay, here's where I've been. What do I want next? How can I take responsibility? How can I respond to the situation in a helpful way? It gave him a chance to be in his own energy and to think clearly and to decide what he wanted. So that is one example of how shifting out of the blame game and into responsibility can be so helpful. And the rest of today's podcast episode will help you be able to do that too. So I'm going to start now by defining the difference between responsibility and blame. 
At the most basic level, responsibility is about responding, being able to respond. And I'm borrowing this from NLP or neuro-linguistic programming, this concept that responsibility is about being able to respond to your situation. How do you want to respond? So if we take this approach, it's not about you as a person. It's more about the actions that you want to take. And it's not about judging the situation. It's about seeing the situation and then choosing what you want to do about it. So it's detached in a way because it's not about you being right or wrong or what's just and what's not just. It's truly just about, okay, here's where I'm at. Here's what I'm looking for. What do I want to do next to help me get closer to what I want? Contrast that with blame because blame is about making it personal. It's about pointing fingers. So it's less about the action that you took or can take and more about assigning blame, assigning someone who's at fault, which in a way makes it personal and it can feel Like there's a sense of attachment to it where we're saying this person was wrong. They didn't do it right. And so there's almost like a sense of personal attachment that is brought into it that isn't there when we think about responsibility. So another way to look at this as responsibility is looking at where you're at now, why you got there and what you want to do about it. Whereas blame is about looking at where you are now, how you got there. And why it went so bad and who's at fault for it. So it's not very solution focused. It's purely focused on problem. And we know if we start searching for problem, we're only going to find more problem. We're not going to be able to come to solution. And this is why the blame game can be so entrapping because there's no way out when that is our approach. We need to think about it in the sense of responsibility. And we need to know how to help ourselves out by not making it so personal. And so those are the definitions between responsibility and blame. And what I'd like to do now is I want to really make this clear. I'm going to talk about what this means in terms of responsibility specifically, what responsibility is versus what responsibility is not. And I think that'll really help to highlight how you can take responsibility and it'll help you to see when you're not approaching what's going on in a way that's helpful. So first off, responsibility is not about taking ownership of everything. It's not about assuming that whatever happens to you was because of what you did or didn't do. Sometimes when uh, people who are into things like the law of attraction are thinking about responsibility, They do this thing where they try to own every aspect of what happened and say, okay, I brought this to me. How did this happen? And yeah, there might be some glimmer of truth to the fact that we're all in this universe together. And so what you're putting now is bringing more of that to you, but it doesn't mean that you're responsible for the entirety of what happened. We need to realize that this universe is a place of interconnectivity where our energy is commingled with the energy of all that's around us. And so we can't simply say it's my fault or I'm the reason this happened from this place of exclusivity. We want to help ourselves acknowledge that many pieces came to play a part in this role. and. So instead of trying to own the entire thing, just think about what's your part. 
How did I contribute to this? What did I do that led this to be a potential result? What was my part? Don't focus on trying to figure out who all of the other pieces belong to. That's not your job. Your job is simply to look at what happened and ask yourself what part you played in that. And be real with yourself and be honest with yourself. And when you're doing this from a place of responsibility, where you're looking at your actions, where you're still seeing yourself as whole, it it doesn't have to feel like such a sting. Instead, it can actually feel really empowering because you get to see what you did or did not do. And that's your clue to decide how you want to respond maybe differently or maybe the same way moving forward. And the next thing I want to distinguish is responsibility. It's not about believing you should be able to control what comes to you. And I already hinted at this, but we can't control everything around us. And when we think about manifestation and creating what we want in life, People go a little overboard here because their ego gets too involved. It wants to think it has control because if it has control, then it can know what to expect. And if it can know what to expect, it can plan accordingly, which makes it feel safe and secure, which is some of the driving core needs that our ego has. And so our ego tries to pretend that it has control over things that it truly does not have control over. And so when our ego is driving the conversation, it starts to think about uh, this idea of control and thinking it should have been able to control or prevent something from happening. When the reality is, often we can't control what's coming our way because it's out of our hands or only a piece of it's in our hands. And so trying to own the whole thing, trying to control what's coming to us just sets us up for failure and disaster because We can't make someone respond a certain way to us. We can't do everything a certain way and know with 100% certainty that it's going to create a specific result. All we can do is take action and trust that it'll have the result that it's meant to have, that it'll have the impact that it needs to have. That's it. So instead of focusing on this idea that you should be able to control what happens, Try to be responsible for what everything that happens. Instead, responsibility is about choosing how you respond to what does happen. That's what you can control. Again, we're back to the concept of you. What do you want to do about it? There's this saying, and I, I don't know where it originated, but it's this idea that your complaint is your mission. What are you whining about? What makes you upset? What are you gossiping or complaining about or getting annoyed at constantly? And look at that and say, okay, what do I want to do about this? I might not be able to control the whole situation out there, but what's in my part? And a personal example here, I found myself often complaining to fellow coaches that the coaching industry is a little misguided right now because so many coaches are talking about thoughts creating your reality, but only from the perspective of the ego. They were forgetting about energy and they were forgetting about soul. And then other coaches were only talking about soul and they were forgetting about this fact that we're in a physical world. And so we need to think about that too. And I was complaining to my coach friends, to my actual friends, to anyone who would listen 
that this was a problem, that the coaching industry was dealing with a massive skill gap in training coaches in a way that didn't embody the whole issue of what it means to be human and why we are feeling stuck and what we truly are here to do because it was only focusing on one aspect of who we were. And so what I decided to do was to take responsibility. And I turned my complaint into my mission. And while I can't control the entire coaching industry at large, I can choose how you want to respond to what I'm seeing. And so what did I do? Well, I formalized my coaching approach, my approach that is based on my background, my master's in psychology, my certifications from the past, my spiritual understanding, the spiritual awakening that I've experienced and what I've heard from others and my uh, investigation with intuition and the different trainings and certifications I've gotten on that. I've combined it all together to create the soul activation certification so that coaches could integrate all of the pieces of who we are together to help their clients come to alignment. I turned my complaint about the coaching industry, which really is like being in the blame game, blaming the industry for what was happening. And instead, I turned it into my mission by taking responsibility and saying, here's what I'm going to do about it. And I created the certification. Now, the certification is already in action, so it is closed for enrollment, but I know that I will be doing another round. If you already know you want in on it, send me an email at lisa at beliefseed.com. Let me know. We will get you on the wait list so you can reserve your spot for the next round. I invite you to ask yourself, what am I complaining about? What am I wanting to control that I don't have control over? What am I trying to control that I'm failing at because it's not all in my court? And based on that, what do I want to do about it? This is your gift. This is what you can contribute. This is your chance to take responsibility and respond in a way that feels good to you, that feels true to you based on what you want, based on what you desire to contribute to society, to the world, to yourself, to all of us as a whole. The next thing I want to clarify, responsibility is not about feeling like it's your fault when things don't turn out. And this is where language really matters because the idea of something being your fault while you could say technically maybe something was your fault because of, of something you did, the actual word fault implies a personal aspect to it, like you personally are wrong. And that is not the case. That is not what it means to be responsible. Being responsible is about seeing what you did or did not do and deciding how you want to approach a similar situation in the future. And so instead of trying to figure out what to blame yourself for, like what you did wrong, instead of asking yourself, why did this happen to me? What did they do wrong? What did I do wrong? How did I mess up here? What, what was my problem? What's wrong with me? Instead of asking those questions, which are blame-based, ask yourself questions like, what did I do? What didn't I do? What did others do? What didn't they do? Knowing these things. How would I want to respond in the future? Would I want to take a similar opportunity? Would I want to set different boundaries? 
What I want to set specific expectations going forward, what I want to make it clear what I'm agreeing to, asking yourself those types of questions means you're not focusing on a fault or making somebody a villain. You're focusing on what did and did not happen and how you want to show up next time to keep yourself in a place of empowerment, to keep yourself focused on things to make it better, solution focused as opposed to blame game mentality. Okay, the next thing I want to share is taking responsibility is not about making something personal or turning something into a self-worth issue. It's about making something actionable and neutral about what worked and what didn't. Uh, an example of this is a position that I had been before in before. When we're in blame, we start to think, am I the crazy one here? Am I the one at fault? And what's wrong with, the, with me for not being able to make this different? We make it an attack on ourselves or we make it an attack on others saying, well, they're just crazy. They don't get it. They're misguided. Something's wrong with them. I need to save them or I need to correct them or I need to beat them. We make it into this us-them battle based on personal attributes as opposed to taking responsibility. Another place this will show up is in arguments. It's saying something like, well, you're being stupid as opposed to saying, well, here's what you did that I disagree with. Saying somebody's being stupid is making their actions into your personal, you're your personally, you're taking the action that they did and you're making it about who they are and you're telling them, you're labeling them based on what they did and turning it into a personal attribute of them. We don't want to do that. And we don't want to do that to ourselves. We definitely don't want to do that to others either. Because if you make something personal, if you make it about a quality of a person, a characteristic of their personality, how are they going to get around that? If, if you're just saying somebody's stupid, they don't really have a solution. What are they supposed to do? Try to get smart? It takes something that doesn't have to be a part of it, who they are personally. And it's making that the problem, which means the only solution is for them to be a different person, which really isn't a solution. Instead, what we want to do is take responsibility type of focus, which means making it about the actions, which is neutral. What you did, what you didn't do, what they did or didn't do. It's not that they're being stupid. It's that they did this and you disagree with that. It's that you were hoping they'd do this and instead they did that. That doesn't make them feel personally attacked and at least not to the same extent as saying that they're just being stupid. It gives them an idea of what's actually going on. And it gives you an idea of places where actual change could happen because you can identify the actual actions that you were hoping for that didn't happen. And you can decide how you want to respond in the future. This again, doesn't mean we can control the other person. We can't micromanage the world here. We have to let people do what people want to do. But what it does mean is that we as individuals can notice from a 
action-based place, not a personal worth place, we can notice what we want and don't want and respond based on that. So stop making, when things don't go the way you want them to go, stop making that mean something's wrong with you or wrong with another, and instead make it mean that the actions that occurred weren't aligned with what you want and decide what you want to do about it. The last thing I want to clarify is responsibility is not about pointing fingers to shame and punish. It's about knowing where a result came from and using that to inform how to respond in the future. The focus and purpose of blame is often truly just to say, what went wrong? But the focus and purpose of responsibility is to say, here's what we're going to do about what we didn't like. Notice the difference. One is past-focused. Blame, it basically stops saying, here's what went wrong, here's who was wrong, versus responsibility, which says, okay, that didn't work, what are we going to do next? Very different. It turns it from, it turns responsibility into empowered action versus disempowered blame that just tears you down or other people down. The goal of responsibility is never to point fingers for the sake of shaming others. It's always to help you to decide how you want to respond moving forward and maybe to set new rules or new requirements for your team if you're a leader, maybe to set up new boundaries, maybe to come up with new expectations, maybe to make changes to how things are done, to systems, to processes, to how you communicate. But it's always based on how to help yourself forward, not on staying stuck and getting upset about who or what was wrong from a place of making yourself the victim. When we make ourselves the victim, then we need to be saved. And we also need to create a villain. And instead of assigning all these different roles, let's instead find a way to help ourselves forward. Let's be our own hero. Let's stop needing to be rescued or thinking we have to rescue others. Let's see each and every one of us as someone who is empowered. And let's use that space to create a sense of collaboration across our teams, across our organizations, across our relationships. And let's use that to each own our own parts without trying to micromanage others so we all can come from a place of responsibility and get ourselves out of the blame game. I want to end now with three shifts that you can make to help yourself shift from blame to empowered action by taking responsibility. The first shift is to shift out of thinking you're supposed to be a fortune teller, knowing and predicting what should happen and getting upset at yourself when you're wrong. Stop trying to assume you should know things that's impossible to know, like what will happen in the future, and instead just realize you can make a prediction, you can hypothesize, and you can take action, and if it doesn't turn out the way you want, remind yourself of the choice that you made and how you can shift that choice in the future, how you can try something different in the future to get more of what you want. And what this is getting at is embracing the the idea of trial and error as a way of life. I tried this, it didn't work. 
And the fortune teller would say, I should have known it wouldn't work and beat up on themselves. But that's not you. Responsibility is, okay, I tried that. It didn't work. What can I try next? What will I do differently? And that's what we want to go for with responsibility. The next shift is to stop trying to have the weight of the world on your shoulders as if you alone are meant to rescue it. As much as you want to be the hero, as much as you truly, from a genuine place, want to help, we aren't meant to rescue every person. We each are here to do our part, and we each are here to help the planet, but not from the place of instilling our beliefs and trying to force them on others because we think it's right. That's trying to impose. That, that often just makes people get more defensive. It's, if you push somebody, what happens? Well, they push back. If you chase somebody, what happens? They run away or they turn around and fight you. All that does is create conflict. So instead of feeling like the weight of the world is on your shoulders and that you are meant to take ownership of all of it and that you have to fix things, you have to fix the world. It's almost like a superhero complex. Even coming from a loving, caring place, it's way too much for one person to manage. It will suck you down in the pressure of what you're putting on your shoulders. Let it go. Remind yourself that it is not your job to save the planet. It is not your job alone to be the rescuer of the world. Focus on what you can do. One next step that you can take and trust that the world will respond. Trust that you showing up as you in your truth, in your light, is enough. Let go of the need to fix it all. Focus on what you can do without feeling like it's supposed to look a certain way or that people are supposed to respond a certain way or that you need to rescue and save it all. Let go of all that pressure and focus on your response of what you're noticing and what you want to do about it. Focus on the actions you can take without all the pressure of thinking you're supposed to be the one to save it all. And last, stop trying to micromanage everything that comes your way or the way of your loved ones. Let others own their part too and lead their own life. We're not meant to live other people's lives. And when we're so focused on trying to micromanage those around us, we lose sight of our own life. And it doesn't really help them in the end either because you're not setting them up to be able to make their own decisions. If you're always deciding for them, telling them what to do and taking things off their plate, while it can feel like you're helping them, you actually in the long run might be doing the opposite. You might be harming them in the sense that they never learn how to figure it out for themselves or how to choose for themselves. And so instead of micromanaging everything around you, instead of trying to dictate what's supposed to happen. Let other people do their part and you do your part. And one way I like to think about this is what I learned from Byron Katie. She has an incredible framework where she talks about the three types of business in the world. There's your business, their business, 
and the universe's business. And the only part that you're responsible for is your business. So get out of the business of others. It distracts you from your own. And get out of the business of the universe at large. It's doing its part. Just focus on you. Let go of the rest. Focus on your actions. And let that guide you forward. This is taking true responsibility. Because responsibility is about being response-able, meaning deciding how you want to respond to what comes your way. It's not personal. It's more of a disattached approach based on actions, not on making something personal or turning things into a blame game. This is going to be what sets you up to be solution-oriented, to get closer to what you want, to let go of what's not yours to own, to free you from feeling weighed down by the expectations of others or of what you think you should do, and instead to simply choose, how do I want to respond now? And if you want help with this, join me. I have some one-on-one coaching spots left. You can sign up for your free consult with me by going to beliefc.com slash schedule and get on my schedule so you can have your free consult to learn what coaching can do for you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And if you loved what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I help my clients to show up and do their work their way with soul. Whether it's so you can excel in your current role or so you can figure out what you want for your next role and get that role, coaching can help you get there. It begins with a consult. Sign up for yours by going to believeseed.com slash schedule. This is your free call and it is that first step towards that new life, that transformation into you doing your work in your way with salt.